eight minutes before Sean blacks out again. Well, fuck so you. I'm not going. that drunk. I do. I would like to go down and get another cocktail, but I will not because I was late because I, I'm sorry. Go do it. Get the, get the drink. Hurry up. Get the go drink. I got a drink. I'm happy. Look at yeah. He's like, look at that. That was Mock Tim right there. Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Well, t- Mark- <laughs> that was Mark Tim right there, dude. He fucking <laughs> left was. the room, went downstairs and got him a drink. Got himself a drink. Huh? Cheers. All right. Welcome to a special theatrical episode of season three of Three and a Half Gentlemen, the podcast, where three of the four hosts provide a refined and intellectual analysis of movies from our private collections. Well, one of us tries desperately to keep up. We'll let you decide which host is which. But for now, my code name is, well, it's still Sean. And with me, as host. always, are my co pilots, Jeremiah. What up, yo? Hangman. That's Eddie. It's called <laughs> Orders Maverick. <laughs> and Chicklet. <laughs> chickoo! Chickoo! Oh. Yeah. Oh, shit. What was that? Was that a fucking... So is that because you did... Ka-ka-ka. Did you do Chicklet? Did you do yeah. Chicklet because it's Juice, Juice Rooster, Rooster and then Chicklet? Chicklet? Yeah, because yeah. you're the third generation. Well, I, I, to... I want to just be... I like any, I, okay. If I can get yeah. close to Miles Teller, I'll do that. That's fine. You should have been a Chicken I Hawk. I would have liked you to have been a Chicken Hawk. <laughs> chicken Hawk. Chicken Hawk. Hawkman. <laughs> so before we dive into season four of our podcast with a new format and many more of our favorite films, we're going to bring you a new release uh, this episode as we finish off uh, 2022. Uh, come January, the host will be diving into a new selection of hand-cultivated films well-suited for our audience. As with every review we give, our goal is to answer one simple question. How many dreams does it take to get through the film, or in this case, a special that we just watched? Now, at the end of the podcast, we'll rate the movie or series based on a scale of zero to five. Zero being the perfect film that you can watch a stone cold sober and five being the sort of film that makes you want to go Mach 10.3 and eject without pulling a gooseneck. That's so fucked up. Jesus, Sean, you went there? <laughs> that is so bad. Jeez, That's so it's fucked up, soon, dude. Bro. It's too soon. 37 years later, it's too, <laughs> too soon. <laughs> oh, God. With that, what movie do we have pushing the deck tonight, gentlemen? Don't go Mach 10. Go like Mach 8. Okay. All right. Tonight, we have uh, the 2022 follow-up to the 80s classic Top Gun with Top Gun 2 or Top Gun Maverick. After 30 years, Maverick is still pushing the envelope as the top naval aviator, but he must nonetheless confront the ghosts of his past when he leads Top Gun's elite graduates on a mission that demands the ultimate sacrifice from those who choose to fly to fly it. Damn it. This follow-up to one of the 80s most recognizable movies stars the ever-youthful and ever-running Tom Cruise, Miles Teller, the goat, Val Kilmer, and goddamn John Hamm, who I just love. God, he's, so, he's so handsome. Anyway, Top Gun Maverick has an IMDb rating man. of 8.4 and a critic score of 96 fucking percent, an audience score of 99 wow. fucking percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Not too bad. So, wow. Sean, didn't you say you just had a really good time watching this movie? Uh, so I'm just, I'm not going to lie. I watched this movie today one. and no, uh, well, here, here's what's funny. So I'm working, right? And I'm like, fuck, I haven't watched Top Gun. And I put it on and I got zero work done today because all I did was watch this fucking movie. And I'm watching it going like, it's a love letter to the original. And I'm like, I'm so lost because I don't know who these fucking people are. And Meg Ryan is in it. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Did I not watch the first movie? I mean, I've only had 30 years to do it. I, I, I feel like I should have ha- gotten it done. And I know that like my parents love this movie. I know that I've probably been in the room where this movie is on. I remember a couple of scenes from the original. 
But as far as like understanding the plot or understanding like what happened, I have no fucking clue. I'm just sitting here going, this is really cool. I like this movie. <laughs> but first of all, come on. When the original score comes on, oh. dude, <laughs> dude, that Loggins, was right? the shit and it goes right he's into danger driving zone. the motorcycle oh dude yeah. dude the danger zone comes in you're just like oh shit here we fucking go and everything looks yeah. fucking dope my god it took fucking yeah. this yeah. long time to do a sequel there's a reason for it because it looks yeah. amazing now so listen i kind of had the same uh revelation as sean but not the same. So I have gone through 30 some years of my life going around to everybody and telling them proudly, I hate Top Gun one. I think the Top Gun one is an overrated piece of shit movie. And so when I told my wife that we were going to watch Top Gun two, because we're doing it for the podcast, she's like, well, then we're watching Top Gun one. And I said, fuck, no, I'm not going to watch Top Gun one. And so instead, I went out to Walmart and I bought Top Gun one and Top Gun two on DVD. (laughs) And so we sat down the other night and we started with Love Top Gun it. 1 and the whole time I'm like this fucking movie's gonna fucking it sucks. I remember it being terrible. I remember I liked Goose and then he dies. The movie sucks and I got done with one and I said this is one of the best movies of the 80s, 90s or 2000s that I've ever seen. <laughs> and I said I couldn't switch oh I couldn't switch the discs fast enough to get Maverick in. And then I sat down to watch Maverick and holy shit. We've got it. We've got stuff to talk about. I realize that this is not about Top Gun One, but I want to. I want to take back from everybody I've ever told that Top Gun One sucks. It's it's beautiful. I wish that we'd done that one too, because that would be probably in the ones for me. Ed, that movie was in my list, and I took it off because it's like, well, let's not do it backwards. Oh, let's bring not do it in. Two, then one. Oh, That's gonna be weird. Shit. So, well, maybe it's a it's a it's a you know it's one of those fillers. But so I purposely didn't wait. I waited to watch Top Gun 2 until it's the flight to New York. Yes. When we yes, took right. off, I, yes, put, we did. I pressed play, and I was just like, we're strapping on these boots, guys, and we're, <laughs> we're flying with Tom. I loved it. and It was a five-hour flight, and I felt like I was it on the jet the whole time. <laughs> Bro, you and I, I had that same experience because we're just like, fuck, we're just going to get the real-life fucking experience here now. We're on the fucking yeah, air. We're Mach on 8 main. instead of they're going Mach 10. I'm going Mach 4. Meanwhile, I was hammered guys. in first class just not giving a fuck about any movies. <laughs> <laughs> So this oh, movie, seriously, like you gotta, you gotta just like right off the bat, like the action well, sequence in this movie is phenomenal. Yeah. I think you're seeing things that you just never seen before regarding to how it was actually shot, dude. I mean, I mean it was dope. What do you think? I, I, once again, I did not see the original, but the opening sequence with Ed Harris as the, you know, curmudgeonly, uh, whatever he was, military liaison or whatever, whatever his whatever his position was, you have this concept of Maverick who is now sixty. I mean, let's not pretend. Fucking Tom Cruise is old as shit. Like he's he's this is not a, a young Tom Cruise, and he's still pushing the limit. And basically says, "Fuck you! I'm gonna go ten point. You know, I'm gonna go Mach ten. I'm gonna go Mach. You know, I'm I'm gonna show you what I can do." And I like you said, I have not I don't have not invested in the original. I haven't seen the original. You should, but to have that drama unfold. I, I, I will now because this movie is yeah. fucking great. But to have this this unfold in the first, you know, 15 minutes of the movie where you kind of have not even 15, probably five minutes mm-hmm. of the movie where you have him kind of. Break I don't know, break, not only breaking the rules, but making it relevant to today, like pushing the the 
pushing the limits of today and not feeling like an 80s movie because i did not want to see this movie because i thought oh god they're gonna rehash this 80s trope bullshit and it's just gonna be another 80s like throwback nostalgia movie i was wrong but honestly you got the first vibe of the beginning of the movie where he is still dealing with the same ghosts that he was dealing with uh, on top gun one you know trying to He's kind of still reckless, you know. He he pushes the envelope, you know. He still has the he ghost. He doesn't want to be an admiral. Yeah, like he has enough experience to be not just a captain anymore. He has enough experience to be uh, like a, a general. Like he, that's what everyone's like, dude. Like obvious, but obviously he has that that side of him is like, hey, I'm not leaving the the the, the plane. That's that's his. He does it for that the cockpit. Reason. Yeah, that's his yeah. the cockpit. Like that. But that's he his still has the same ghost that he's dealing with, like you know, with his yeah, father goose. and everything like that, and goose, yeah. you know, where he's uh, like goose. still trying to talk to him and whatnot. So no, we we I I know we're kind of jumping around, uh, which we do. Remember when we first started this thing, and we're like, we're going to go in order. We're going to have like a, a beginning, and then a, no, we don't do that anymore. But uh, the fact that they bring in, um, you know, Goose's son with Rooster, to me, that was such an amazing Miles point of of the story. Is is not only is it Miles, and I think that Miles is a really great actor. I think that, um, you know, I know he's kind of the up and coming big huge thing, and and deservedly so. But the fact that they bring in Goose, who because I think goose from the first one is is almost everybody's favorite 80s character like you you ask like hey which 80s film do you uh do you love what character do you remember they'll either say somebody from the breakfast club or they're gonna say goose from from top gun because he's just so or iconic yeah. Yeah. and goose are best yeah. friends okay yeah, yeah. so, the ice man dude yeah yeah, but if if here and here here's something i'm just i'm just gonna throw this out there is you have a, a tendency with all these remakes and reboots, right? You have, I thought, and this is my criticism of the media marketing push for this movie. Remember that it got pushed back, like, I want to say like five or six times yeah. and yeah. they did some reshoots and Miles Teller was not really like, I don't know. He wasn't kind of about it in his, in his, I, I, I didn't get the, the, the idea that he was super excited about it until the movie actually got back on the schedule. And then he was, so I, I was like, man, this movie's going to suck. They're only going to use Tom Cruise as a token and they're not going to bring back any of the old people. I'm looking I at the cast list. Them. Right. And it's like, okay, so is this just going to be like a story about the new generation? And he's going to be like, like, back in the shadows or is it going to be like they did with force awakens and make han solo like the heart and soul of the movie and and it's so nice that they use tom cruise not just as like what jeremy was saying he's dealing with his ghosts he is the movie he's the heart and soul of this movie but also introduces a new generation of top gun brings it relevant brings it modern and all of a sudden you have kind of like a a really fresh story that isn't a repeat but it it's almost yeah. like a continuation. You got you got to think about this now. Like this movie sits on Tom Cruise's shoulders. It's, it's called Maverick. It's not called like Top Gun Two Maverick. It is called Maverick. Yeah. And when you think about this movie, like this took a very long time to develop. I mean, they tried been trying to do sequels in the late eighties, the nineties, and Tom didn't want to do it. They almost got the ball rolling back in like the twenty tens, but Tony Scott, you know, unfortunately committed suicide. And the it, it scrapped the idea of it, you know, and everything like that until they got an idea of what they really wanted to do. And you see how much it, this this piece of property of this story was very like you know delicate in a lot of ways. And I think Tom Cruise 
what you saw on the screen and what you saw is because of Tom Cruise really being protective of this film. Yeah. And can we talk about like Tom Cruise and the train for this? Have you, has you, has anyone ever seen the training videos for this? Yeah. It was hilarious and also very real. Like Fucking they crazy. really, like Tom Cruise flies like this. He, he does this. This is his act. He actually flies all the time, but they said it was so hard to do the filming that that was the job of Miles and all the actors and actresses to actually like put the camera and film them, film themselves when they're flying. Like yeah. they had to actually feel themselves going so fast. So it was so it's a real like emotion in their faces when they're spinning upside down and yeah. going up high and going low. But the the training on this was crazy. If you ever, I say take a look at that. It, it's like watch oh my the God. features. Like it's what, what, it's features. It's next level. I mean, just as a general concept for the movie, I was amazed at how first of all slow and um, nostalgic. They took in certain moments. They Tom Cruise had a lot of slow mo, a lot of remembering the original movie, a lot of like poignant moments but then it also had this kick-ass action where half of their faces were covered and yet you felt every fucking turn every acceleration yeah. it, it felt yeah. so real and visceral you you I, I don't know how to explain like an experience it's almost like it was a ride mm-hmm. that was you needed the bridges of the flashbacks and the bridge and there weren't really flashbacks they were more like beats of memory that you didn't really get to see but that's but a good a thing too that's right. a good thing too sean when you think about it yeah. because it's like you don't want to keep like oh like oh this bring the past thing you know you just kind of tell a new story for it actually use a new chapter for it and i thought that they did really well for that part for this yeah. movie. well like when they brought back Iceman, right so uh, Brandon, oh, sorry fuck, go ahead no, go i was ahead. just gonna say i don't want to take a dead horse because i know that both uh sean and, and jerry you mentioned it too but what I love about it, and, and this is flying in the face of remakes and redos and, and um, you know sequels that are going on now, is that they didn't try to retell the story, which they could have easily done. But instead, they have a relevant storyline. And Sean, I know you said that, but you know they're training for a purpose. It's not just their training and it's about their training because that's what one's about, right? And then it just happens to be that they have to go out and do real world shit, right? They're actually training for a purpose that we have a time schedule. That time schedule, of course, gets bumped up a week. Like there's a purpose behind all of it, which makes it not only just you know emotionally re- relevant um they're under the they're yeah, under the they're, gun they're under some time that they have to train exactly yeah. it's it's an original story it's very much an original story and um i mean just kind of jumping off of this and then yeah. um we can move on but but uh no so part one yeah part one was missing that yes absolutely oh, so i can't speak to that but i can say that uh to brandon's point you have you have this original story but interwoven with what you felt was the original elements and everyone knows what's happened to Val Kilmer. The fact that he basically lost his vocal cords and can no longer speak, but the fact that they brought him back, like, first of all, he looked fucking phenomenal. I just want to say that right off the bat. This is the best he's ever looked. And then second of all, second of all, to use his limited words with what he said in the movie versus the when he typed out on the screen, you know, this kid needs Maverick. This team needs Maverick. It's a complete departure from, I mean, I know enough about Top Gun to know that they were a little bit adversaries. They were a little bit cocky with each other. Who was better? And, you know, Iceman, you know, I always got the idea that Iceman was a villain in the film, even though that was probably not the case at all. I'm, I, I just find that having him be part of this movie, even though they killed him off, not only had an emotional residence, but it also had like a respect 
respect Val Kilmer and respect yeah. where this movie came from. I don't know. Was yeah. I the only one who felt that, Jeremiah? So, no, so listen, sure. I, I totally agree with you 100% on this, dude. And when I saw Val Kilmer do, like, you know, you can even ask Hannah, I was sitting next to her, I was watching this in the, in the on the plane. I was fucking tearing up just to see this fucking man, you know. If you watch the documentary Val, it is the most heartbreaking fucking thing in the world, man, where he videotaped everything and for him not to speak, but just his presence is so much in this fucking movie and he has little screen time. And I love the idea that even it, it built off from Top Gun 1 where Val Kilmer, yeah. Iceman, it was never against foe to foe. He always believed in Maverick in a lot of ways. And you can tell from throughout yeah. the years of their time frame or timeline that he's always made sure to look out for Maverick, always trying to make sure that he does the right thing, that he's the one That's person. Maverick that still has a job. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it, 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 they did it so perfectly. And you're right, Sean. He just types one word, and you got so much on that. Yeah. It was fucking amazing. Yeah. No. Um, Brandon. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, I wrote this in my notes. I said, even if this movie had sucked, which, by the way, it does not suck, but even if the movie sucked, it would have been worth watching the movie just to see that reunion between Val Kilmer and Tom Cruise. And if we look back at one, Sean, you can see this when you do watch one, is that Val Kilmer's thing is that he just wants his team to be safe. He doesn't feel that Maverick is a safe exactly. flyer. Um, and so I just mm-hmm. think that that's, that's something that he's, he's mm-hmm. always looking out for his teammates. And that's one thing that hangman doesn't do, but no, what I, what I just want to say too, is um, I, I, I hope this is real, but uh, I had read that Tom Cruise said when they approached him with this, at this point, he said, if you don't get Val Kilmer in, then I'm not going to do it. And so Tom Cruise, forced yeah, Val dude. Kilmer to come in and do so, the spot. So, and it was so worth it. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. And I, and I'm going to say, I I'm sure I'm knowing, knowing what I know about Val Kilmer and the interviews that I've, I've seen with him. I'm sure he was incredibly uncomfortable doing this scene because yeah. I know it was fairly close to his surgeries. And cause he did a movie with, I think his son, or his daughter, one of the two, where he speaks through the box, and it's it's a completely different, you know, Val Kilmer. But I, uh, the, I will say, uh, I didn't, ne- I never thought Tom Cruise was a good actor. I thought he had good movies. I thought he had good roles. I thought he was an enjoyable presence on screen. But I never thought he was a good actor. He changed my mind in four minutes, sitting yes. op- opposed to Val Kilmer and hearing his emotion. Like that was the first time I've ever seen Tom Cruise be vulnerable. And actually, I think it's a, a I, you know, and I, I know, I know, I, I talk a lot, but uh, Joni Mitchell is a, a wonderful musician. Okay, and she wrote a song and performed a song in her younger career called "Both Sides Now," and then she re-recorded that same song at sixty. And the song changed her, her whole voice changed. Her whole life had changed. And all of a sudden the emotion that was in that song, because the words were always great. They were took on a brand new meeting at 60. I'm thinking that Tom Cruise having a a career as storied as he has is starting to reflect on that career and is actually becoming the actor that he should have been 20 years ago because he's turning into just a phenomenal fucking actor. Yeah. But, Tom Cruise, man. I mean, I, 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 I've been a big fan of Tom Cruise since fucking the 80s, and he's done amazing work. I mean, I think people just don't – I think people take him for granted, and that's my honest, yes. my honest opinion. Because if you watch Magnolia, if you watch like, yeah. you know, fucking uh, the, uh, Born, for the Born for the Fourth of July. Vanilla Sky. Vanilla yeah. Sky. I mean, he is fucking on point. But I'm going to ask you guys this. I'm going to ask you guys this. Would you say Tom Cruise is probably the greatest action hero 
of our time. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. What do you guys well, think? I, 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 would, I, would argue, I would argue of all time. He has the longevity. He's got the number of films, the number of characters. He's still yeah. – I mean, Sean Connery is always going to be an action hero to me, but he did not have the longevity that, that – that uh, Tom Cruise has had. He does not have the characters. He does not have the the pantheon of performances that that Tom Cruise and has the now. Stunts and the stunts he uh, does, yeah. man. He does his own. He does his own stunts, man. Yeah. He fired people. I mean, name someone better. Mission Impossible Two. Yeah. So he did the Mission Impossible Two. I think the the glass running. And the, I don't know if you guys heard, heard the story, but he asked the stunt man, like, so how we're we gonna do this? Like, how can we make this happen? Because he's the stunt man's like, oh, we can't have that happen. And then Tom Cruise is like, okay, well, let me get back to you. Stuntman got fired. Asked the next stuntman after that, okay, well, how can we do this? And then he finally did it, right? Or the I think that was, so I think that was Mission Impossible Four. Allegedly, So talking about uh, Maverick, though, if you look at it, he's a very simple man. He still has the same motorcycle. He doesn't. Yeah. If you see his job, he, it's very simple of just fixing uh, planes and just doing the day to day. But he, it's like he's not doesn't need to be. The, the general doesn't need the, the admiral. Mm-hmm. He lights very – he's very – He just likes very, to go fast. I don't know, not simple, but he's very uh, – And I'm going dis- to – I'm sorry, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit, Ed, but he was – No, I'm not done yet, though. But he was, uh, so I'm not done when yet. You said he was fixing airplanes. He was pushing a plane to Mach 10, the fastest anyone yes. has ever gone on the face. But, but, <laughs> but he, he had a chance to be t- – if you watch part one, he had a chance to be top gun. He, he even said, oh, I'm going to be top gun. And it tells you in this movie he didn't like it. He didn't like being – the teacher he wanted to be the pilot he didn't right? want so the he didn't want he, he didn't want the responsibility of all these other pilots he just wanted to fly his own plane didn't need the the the, the patches and the admirals he just wanted to be somebody that he can rely on yeah. and be the the, the a team player yeah. i'm gonna piggyback Brand. off of that real quick because one of the one of my favorite parts of this movie um and great i've only seen it once but i can't wait to watch it again probably uh sometime in the next couple of days but one of my favorite parts of this whole movie is is when he basically humbles the shit out of all these little top gunners by going out and destroying them constantly over and oh, over. Love it. And he got the 200, <laughs> the 200 push-ups. And I'm sitting there going, I couldn't even do 20 push-ups at this point. I'd be dead. But I love because it, it – I don't think I could do one. <laughs> but, but no, Ed, it just shows, it shows exactly what you're saying though is that he is somebody – who wants to be in the cockpit? I love when they say, you know, um, we need you for this this uh, this mission. In the box, and he's like, yeah. yeah, he's like expecting to be, you know, the team leader. And they're like, oh, you're going to train it. Well, of course, he's going to be in the damn seat, and that's what ends up <laughs> happening. But I love that because it shows Maverick for what Maverick is. He is somebody who is is only comfortable they didn't they didn't fundamentally change his character right they didn't fundamentally change his character to feet which is what i mean i i don't mean to bring it into star wars but it is kind of like star wars they fundamentally changed luke yeah they fundamentally changed luke in in the last jedi and it ruined his character uh here they respected they respected maverick of who maverick is what maverick did and they took his character to the next level by not only making him train these other people which i thought was brilliant but they also gave him that two minute trench run where he showed not only that it could be done but that someone who's i mean physically could be done but someone who's the old washed up whatever you want to call him he could do it and he's better than everyone else but it also gave everyone else hope that they could do it and i think that that is teaching like brilliance yeah jer there's two things one i thought the last mission 
had a very Star Wars vibe as they were flying through the it Death Star was. and shit like that. Didn't you guys get that fucking vibe? Oh, they're, I mean, they're, it was they're like going after a womp rat size. It was the funniest fucking thing in the world. They have to get not just one shot, two different shots. Some Maverick has to go first, and then my, uh, Rooster and then has to Rooster go goes without. That's he hardcore. uses the force, and no, and Hangman is Han Solo and saves the fucking day and shit yep. like that at the last. Part all of right, the movie I'll give that shit. to you because it definitely is that. Yeah. Because okay, and this is I know we're jumping all over the place, but but I was okay. So Maverick dies, quote unquote, dies right. So he gets he gets shot down, and I'm like. All right, Han Solo saved his, you know, his surrogate son. Should we talk about that asshole boss? Though, was like, we're not flying after him. We're not gonna go. We're not gonna lose another man. No, dude, he, dude, he has a he has a, a schedule. He has a he has to make sure that you know he doesn't start World War Three again. So I have respect what right. he has to fucking do, man. No, everyone, no, I, I do, I do agree with Jeremiah. I think he, he you know, Jeremiah's wrong. Okay, he, but you're wrong. Anyway, so we've got we've got. Yeah, Tom Cruise, basically, I, I'm like, okay, so he died. And I'm like, I didn't feel that sad. Like, I'm like, okay, so he, he did a good thing. He sacrificed himself for all these young pups to get back home. And then he I'm, sacrificed himself for Rooster. I know. And then I, well, yeah, but okay, so then I'm, I'm watching Rooster, and I'm like, that motherfucker's going back. He's going back. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, a movie that I thought was over, like I thought it was over, has like 20 more minutes to it. Like, like I'm like, it's a whole other act. No, it's he, like that fucking Owen Wilson movie. What's that Owen Wilson movie like behind enemy lines and shit? I'm like, oh, oh yeah. shit, are we yeah, doing this Owen fucking Wilson. movie now? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. No, here, here, I can never watch that because of this camera. Oh god. Anyway, here's the thing. So yeah, they, they were that. setting this up, and Maverick was supposed to die. Right? I literally have the quote right here. We'll talk when we get back. I wrote that's a death sentence if I've ever seen one. And so when he goes down, I said. Fuck it. They just had him go out in the most heroic of ways. And then you pan over and there he is rolling up his goddamn parachute in the snow. And I said, fuck it. They just ruined the movie. They didn't. It was so beautiful. It was so perfect. And then I said, it turned into a completely different movie. And I'm like, well, I want two more hours of this because that was fascinating. This whole behind enemy lines yes. thing. Yes. Well, what they, yes. what they, okay, they what they really the should have. F14, the old school fucking plane. Back to his yeah, old school dude. plane. That's from Top Gun. Let me just tell you. Look at that, dude. If I was making this movie and I knew how much Top Gun Maverick was going to make at the box office, I would have fucking ended this movie yes. right when you saw him rolling up his shit. And I would have been like, Maverick 3, Escape from Behind Enemy Lines, and had a whole other fucking movie. Because honestly, I would have watched it. I would have watched, watched a Maverick 3. I would have watched it again I if they did another beach scene and it. shit like that. You know, oh, 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 yeah. Uh, the beach scene? <laughs> that was a football game instead of a volleyball game, and I still liked it. it was <laughs> that, was, that was a throwback from the 80s right there. Like, oh, yeah, let's oh, just God. fucking Dude. just like. Let's just be all shirtless I want a, and shit. I know? want some. I want some pants that cut into shorts that are really tight, like you know yeah. how Miles had. I didn't know you could do that. That was badass. Dude, Miles is fucking low. One of the things that I was just blown away by was how Glenn, what's his name, Glenn, uh, the guy who played, yeah. uh, uh, Hangman, yeah, he cannot throw a football. Like Glenn, Glenn, uh, Glenn Powell. Like just the most, just the most unathletic. Just can't throw a fucking football. It's like yeah, watching. He's such he's beast. It doesn't like, matter. He's like a beast Pierce, it's body. like watching Pierce Brosnan try to hit a golf ball. It is the most uncomfortable thing you've ever seen in your life. It's just you don't want to well, see it again. I'm sorry. Who's everyone's favorite call sign? Like what? What's your favorite call okay, sign person? Okay, wait. What would be your call sign right now? That's my other question. I I personally like Phoenix. I think that's my favorite one. No. She's, what What is your call sign? If you were in the sign? Air Force right now, what is your call sign oh. right now? 
for, for Eddie, I've I've played golf with Eddie. He'd be bogeyman. Oh, <laughs> great. not bogeyman. He'd get me right in that swing, brother. So I want you. <laughs> I'd be. I played golf with Brandon. His would be tr- his would be triple. <laughs> okay, okay, Sean. What would be yours? I've never had a nickname in my life, so that's very uh, hard cruck, for me. The, for, the, 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 no the bullshit. You would be Fine. no. No, he'll he'll be the professor. I'm the professor. Oh, I will fucking be called a professor. Uh, uh, no, Sean. Wait, okay. wait, wait, wait. No, like no, 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 Sean. Sean, I got a question. I got a question. John, do you have uh, do you have yeah. a, like a smoking pipe? Do you have one of those? Jeremiah, how about you, Jeremiah? Wait, 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 I want Sean. Do you Jeremiah. do you have like a pipe at your home? Do I have a what? You have a pipe, like a, a smoking pipe, like an old school Sherlock Holmes smoking a pipe. Professor. Wait, wait. I'm just pref- I'm just I'm proving that that is the best name for Sean. We need to screenshot this and put this on the web because there he is. God damn it. He is the professor. Jesus Christ. That's yeah. his call sign, the professor. Uh, that's it. Okay. So shout I don't out know. Professor. I, grew, I love – I would even want to be like Firefly or like something from like wrestling, like The Undertaker. Firefly, G.I. Joe. No, he'd yeah, he, no, he be like Buffy Serenity. the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> dude, call me Buffy any day. I will fucking take that. Fuck yeah, dude. No, Slayer. That's badass. Slayer. Vampire Slayer. Slayer. That's it. I like Stitz. I was always called Stitz. For like, you know, so I was tall and lanky. I was going to say your palm tree is what you are. You guys are funny. Okay, so. Yeah, yeah. I, I got two things. I got two things we need to mention. One, I love okay. Jennifer Connelly so much. Jennifer Connelly. And I think that oh, she is amazing. Yes. I think she's beautiful. And I love seeing her every single time I see her in anything. Uh, she's amazing. So I want to. I just want to make sure we give a shout out to her. She deserves it. High and five, secondly, Brandon. secondly, and, and Jer, I know that you can get behind me on this. The music in this movie, I will listen to it. I didn't see that at the beginning, and I'm like, this is Hans Zimmer all the way. Hans Zimmer all the way. Looked it up. It's Hans Zimmer all the way, and it's Hans Zimmer at his fucking peak. I love Hans Zimmer, even though all of his shit sounds similar. Oh, it's so good. I like the music where he's training. He's training all the all the little baby chicklets. He, you know, and it, like you see a little bit of music turn on. Like he's like, yeah, I like that. Like all of a sudden, it's like, oh, this guy. It's schools in session, little kids. Like yeah. here's the he, he's here. And that's a little lady throwback. That's that's a little yeah. lady. I will say zone. this: Lady Gaga's song, yeah, was fucking incredible at the end. I mean, yeah. I, and I'm nah. like, Lady Gaga, nah, who's nah. doing? The, nah, you suck it. Oh, gee. <laughs> wait, wait. Have you <laughs> seen though? What's it, the one that she? It's did? great. Uh, a Star is Born. It's no fucking take my breath away. Star is Born. Yeah, so good. It's it's a good song, yes. but it's not a take my breath away. Berlin's fucking song for Top Gun One is fucking legendary, dude. Well, yeah, that's a different. Age. Well, what do you, you want to? Well, yeah, what, what do you want to follow up to the greatest song of all time in movies? I mean, you're yeah, like, I mean, come here. on. I'm surprised Jared doesn't want running. You're up gonna the be hill greatness. Again. You have to be greatness. That's like that's like okay. So that's like I mean it's like it's like saying okay. Celine, well, no, here a perfect example. Celine Dion did did uh, did the movie for Tit- or the song for Titanic, won an Academy oh. Award, great song, probably one of, arguably one of the greatest movie songs ever. My heart will go on, and then okay. followed up with Avatar, and followed up with Deadpool. And my favorite since that movie has been the fucking songs from Deadpool. I'm telling you right now, you can't just take magic in a bottle, lightning in a bottle, and reproduce it and throw it in a movie. It doesn't work like that. Well, I believe Maverick did, actually. Tom Cruise did. So you know what? Uh, no, no, I, I'm talking about the song, bro. I'm talking about the song. So did, did anyone think it was funny when uh, – so when Miles uh, Teller, when Rooster came after Maverick, right, saved them with the uh, yeah. shot down the helicopter – then we also got shot down with all these other, you know, missiles. And then you see like Maverick running up to him. Like, I thought he was going to give him a hug. He tackles his ass. Oh, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> loved it. 
I'm trying to save your ass. The whole idea. And, I, so, so, and he says, you told me not to think. Yeah. No, I, I want to talk about that because there was one thing like watching the movie and really not knowing anything about the movie because I well, didn't care about it really is that um, I was, I was pissed. I was pissed at this relationship between Rooster and Maverick, because if you see one, you see that, you know, they would have been like family. Like he would have been like, best uncle kind of family and so the fact that we four. have this like, i think he was four yeah. or five when it happened yeah, so right we have this, this division happening and it pissed me off and i'm like why are they taking it this way i don't like that and then it starts getting into it more and more and you get that backstory and more than anything you get the reason why he really dropped him and that's because meg ryan is you know the mom character said don't let him go back in the sky or don't let I him loved go. It. and to me that changed you mean everything. the development you mean the development yes of the character that's changed the word you. i didn't like <laughs> I really was pissed though. Like you have no idea. Like I, so here's a movie. This was a movie that I went in trying to pick apart and trying to find fault with because I like, well, at least in my head before I saw one, which was literally two hours before I saw the second one. But I was like, you know what? I don't like Top Gun one. I'm not going to like, then I watched Top Gun one. I'm like, I love Top Gun one. Okay. Well, I can't stand up to Top Gun one. So I'm not going to like Top Gun two. And then I get into the movie. I'm like, fuck there. I need to reach for shit. And then I got three quarters of the way through the movie. They had that conversation. He says, ah, the mom didn't want me going up the sky. I'm like, fuck, this movie is now down into the points, if anything. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's so, you know what's really cool about this movie is that um, there's, there's a line that someone tells Maverick, like, your kind is, like, extinct now. Like, what yeah. you are and everything like that. And he kind of understands it. And he knows it. And I love the fact that Jennifer Connelly's character comes into his life and he sees something different regarding to what he wants Mm -hmm. now that he sees a kind of like a light, you know, I don't need to do this. You know, there's something that, you know, I want to look more Mm -hmm. into. And I love how they didn't really have to force this fucking relationship or anything like that. You know, it's just like it felt really cool to bring Jennifer Connelly, who I would say is probably one of the most underrated actresses of our time because she never gets the fucking respect that she deserves. She doesn't get the flashy roles. But she she was so fucking good in this. Roles. No, I don't think she does. Uh, she's a great supporting. She's a great supporting actress. So, as someone who has out. not seen, as someone as someone who has not seen the first one, I know that he's with Kelly McGillis at the end of the movie. Yeah, and they ride off into the sunset on the motorbike. Uh, in watching this movie, I felt that the the, the chemistry between Connolly and Cruz was so good so quickly. That she must have been part of the original movie. Was she not part of the original movie? Was she no. part of the original movie? How did that work its way in? No, no. supposedly that her name gets up brought in like Penny or something. So it seems like she yes. he's been a part of this person's life for a very long time, where he That's just wasn't about, yeah. like mature enough to be in this relationship as it now. But I, it is I now. was upset that they didn't make reference, just a mention to. Um, you know, the, the what's her name? Kelly McGillis. Kelly McGillis's character. But I, well, I would have liked them to reference her. You look at her job, though. I mean, she, well, it looks like she, if you look at her job, though, she's in and out, right? She was like, she's training this new plane. Yeah. So she, it, it doesn't last long. It, like, it just, you could see, like, there was, there wasn't chemistry there for the long run. Top, uh, Tom Cruise, he was, you know, that whole ending of part one, it looked like he was trying to be top done. And I love how it jumped to the next movie. It's like, okay, he couldn't make it as this and yeah. so forth. Jennifer Conley, though, was spot on with her, the whole part of the movie. Like, I enjoyed her throughout the whole movie, and I really enjoyed the chemistry between her and Tom yeah, Cruise. Definitely. And when you think about, like, like you know, Kelly McGillis' character, it's kind of like what, you know, Maverick's character is in this film now. He's actually the one who's training the the, the candidate the, the candidates and everything like that. So it kind of has like this kind of full circle now. Like he's the one who's actually the instructor, not Kelly McGillis. Well, you this know, seems and more of a genuine he's actually relationship. Chasing the girl. 
right? Doesn't this soon seem like a, a more yeah. of a genuine mm-hmm. relationship than the, the yeah. Nicholas? A friendship. They it's had a friendship, friendship before. that turns yes. into like there's a mutual affection where I feel like in the first movie it's definitely more of a flash in the pan kind of a a moment. I gotta watch mm-hmm. this first movie. I really do. You do. You do. Um, the first one was just a hook. Yeah, listen, listen. Yeah. That's exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The, the first one, one is uh, to me the first one's great, but this one, this Maverick movie, man. I mean, it's like an '80s film on fucking IMAX, man, and it's well, see, fucking uh, awesome, dude. And, and that's what I. That's what I got. I had very low expectations going into this movie, and then all of a sudden. As as you watch the progression of the characters, as you watch the seamless integration of what I saw was a very respectful throwback to the original over and over and over again, but still pursuing a new story. I'm like, if every sequel could take this formula and just emulate it, we would have a much better uh, a, a better percentage of good sequels. Agreed. Like, <laughs> yeah. This was just this just had the right it had the right stuff to it, and maybe oh, it was Tom Cruise, or maybe it was a story. With Ed but Harris, by the way. Yeah, it definitely had some, some good stuff. So, yeah. Jeremiah. And that brings us to the interview review. Now it's time in the podcast where each of the hosts provides a score on the following scale. Eddie, can you provide the scale, please? Hangman. Hangman. I'm going to call you. I'm going to call you Snake Eyes. I'm going to call you, I'm gonna call <laughs> oh, you Snake Eyes. I like that. Brandon, can I call you, uh, 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 let's say, Hanger? Oh yeah, because you left a hanger and it still hasn't the ball hasn't landed yet. All right, guys. Zero. The proof is Wait, 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 Eddie, 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 Eddie. Let let me describe. Let me describe. Oh my god. Brandon Daly was a pitcher in college. He threw a pitch that is still traveling at light speed. Mach ten point three out of out of our stadium. It was a hanger. It was a hanger. (laughs) Oh man. I think my call signal. My call signal would probably be Kahatsu's bitch. Uh, That's all I'm All yeah. right. It was Brandon. It was more like a mock. It was like a, more like a mock eighty four. Let's just be real, okay? So easy seventy two zero guys. Okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yes. Zero. The perfect movie. You don't need shit to enjoy it. One. A filled your first cocktail. Two. A happy buzz. Three. You're gonna Uber lifting home. Four. A rough morning walk of shame. Five. Blacked out shit face spring break drunk. Uh, gentlemen, let's start with Sean. All right. The professor. Uh, call sign the professor. Uh, so uh, I went into this movie, like I said, with very low expectations. I am not a huge Tom Cruise fan from his acting. I just like his movies. So, it, you know, it's like, okay, Tom Cruise. It's a, it's a, it's a remake slash sequel is what I'm thinking. I was really disappointed in, you know, Miles Teller being cast as Goose. And I'm like, why are they just bringing in someone because he's popular, not realizing that Miles Teller looks very much like Goose. Uh, so as the as the movie progressed, I just every scene made me intrigued to watch more. And I think that's part of what made this movie so good is it was so compelling. The characters were compelling. The score was compelling. Tom Cruise was phenomenally acted, uh, act, acted phenomenally. And then the scene with Val Kilmer kind of it, it it brought it in a whole new direction because before that it was almost like they were playing and then all of a sudden it got not serious but it got more real the stakes became real and and my one of my favorite scenes is the tom cruise scene where he's he's flying that two-minute track to show his team that it can be done uh and and it really just kind of brought the whole thing around to yes he's reckless yes he's a maverick yes he's different but at the end of the day he is what genius is 
genius takes sacrifice and sometimes it sacrifices safety sometimes it sacrifices the norm and it really showed you that maverick is his namesake he is a special kind of a flyer and so for me uh this movie did great respect to the original even though i haven't seen it great respect to tom cruise and his career and uh, really gave the audience a kick-ass ride. So I'm going to give it a 0.5. I, I, I know it's probably high but uh, or low, whatever you want to call it. I think it's probably too good. But God dang it, 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 just, it just hit all the right notes for me. And I would watch it. I, I just watched it today. I'm going to put it on again when I go to bed. Like, that's how good, it, that's how good this movie is. Yeah. Nice. Great Look in. at you, Sean. Okay, so... Um, Excuse me, Chicklet. Oh. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, so I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of how I'm going to start this. I'm going to start it with saying, uh, Sean, I agree 100% with you because I have always enjoyed Tom Cruise's movies. I mean, from his dramatic ones, Vanilla Sky, Jerry Maguire even, um, to the action-oriented, right, the Mission Impossibles and, and, um, and Top Gun. And I've never liked Tom Cruise. I don't like necessarily Tom Cruise as a person. I don't necessarily like Tom Cruise as an actor. I just enjoy his movies because he's a smart as, as frick person. He knows how to put together a great team and how to make his movies really fun and enjoyable. So going into this movie, right, I've already kind of talked about it. I wasn't expecting anything. In fact, I was expecting to hate it because I thought that I hated Top Gun 1. Proved myself wrong. We talked about that. And I got into halfway through uh, Top Gun 2 and, and I had this just kind of overwhelming um smash across the face and it was the same exact feeling that i had when i watched uh, i know it sounds weird but stranger things and that's that we have been taught well, not we but you know people have been talking about how movies and the quality of film and and just you know just cinematic um pieces of art are just kind of dwindling and and kind of going by the wayside and just becoming this like turn of the mill drudge and I thought that this was a smack in the face to anybody who says that movies are dead, that movies aren't important, that movies can't save your emotions and make you feel something. Because I, I was transported completely to a different place when I watched this movie. I got excited. I got giddy. I felt like I was an eight-year-old kid watching a jet plane take off for the first time. It was something that was literally transformative and i think it's possibly because i don't watch many movies the only movies i ever watch nowadays uh are the ones that we do because i have two kids at home that don't let me watch the movies that i would necessarily want to watch so i watch a hell of a lot of disney movies <laughs> but the movies that i do get to watch you know for the most part are the ones that we do here and not all of them are my favorite we've talked about a lot of the you know halloween quality shit but this movie was something that I, I don't know. It, it took me to a completely different place. And before I get into a long rambling thing like Eddie would normally do, I'm going to go ahead and say that this mm -hmm. movie, keep going, brother. this movie, I, I think that you're going to, you're going to hate me for it. To me, this was enjoyable. This was something that took me to a different place. I, I can't find fault in it. It's a zero. I literally am giving this a zero because to me, this is a Ooh. perfect, perfect movie. I will work this in. I will watch this anytime. I will. This to me is, is at the same level of excitement as any of the other zeros I've given because it is, is it, you know, is it a movie that, uh, that is going to shape film? No, it's not. But is this it, so it doesn't check that box? You weren't expecting it to be it a zero. It doesn't check that box. No, I was expecting this to be a, a four. It doesn't check that box. But you know what it does do is it is a perfect film to me where I will stop whatever I'm doing in any future time where I walk past the TV and this movie's on and I will say, putting shit off because I want to watch this movie. 
And here's the thing. If we say that we're, t- we're going by how many drinks does it take to watch this? I didn't get up to pee. I didn't get up for a Coke break. I didn't get up for a beer. I watched this movie with my eyes glued and my finger away from the pause button. And that to me is a zero movie. So take that. I mean, Ed. well said. Well fucking said. Yes, Eddie, you. Hangman. Was that Hangman. five minutes? Was that I was five minutes? I for six, but you, you got me on that. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I want to say, uh, so I'm going to start with uh, Tom Cruise. Okay. He delivers just something I wasn't expecting, right? I wasn't expecting Tom Cruise to deliver this. He pretty much, in my eyes, saved action cinema because I feel like it was, it's recently, it's been in a little whirlwind of action movies. It's not really action, it's this crappy, crappy story. This one I felt like really saved action cinema. And it was, it was very wholesome to, to watch. And it was, it, it made you like Sean never needed to watch part one, love fucking part two. So that just tells you a lot about the movie. Um, and it shows you how it, Tom Cruise took his time making this movie. And you can see that it actually paid off. Um, I want to also talk about that this is how sequels are supposed to be made. Like everyone messes up with sequels if they just try to push it out and then they do this. They, they, they mess it up. They change the, the, the main character's story. Um, and this movie, I enjoy to watch. I, I'm really jealous that my brother bought the movie before I did. So now I have to go buy the movie out there. This is one of the movies. I don't buy many movies nowadays anymore. This is a movie I'm going to buy. Um, the the This movie wasn't long enough. I felt like also I felt like I could have kept watching it. Like I, I'm hoping there's a part three. Uh, like I really hoping it's a part three. Sean, I'm not going to give what you think I'm going to give. So, but it's I, I I would be all down to see it and maybe this time I even forgot that Ed Harris I had to look up was Ed Harris in part one I no, started thinking wasn't. like no he but he he made me believe he was <laughs> I'm giving this I'm giving this movie a point two five so a half a look shot look at you hangman a half I'm a shot. so fucking proud of you yeah. Jerry, you better not fuck this up shot. and give it four. I, I, I swear to God, you will... I didn't. The, the part I didn't. The part I didn't like. I didn't like the fucking boss of the ship. He was a dick, and I don't, he should have gave Tom Cruise some respect. John Hamm had, had, had to do res- what he had to do. You put some respect back in Maverick's name, bro. I'm done. Point two five. Help me out, JP. Jesus, I'm gonna. Okay, this is the reason why you go to the movie theaters to see fucking movies like this. Simple as that, man. It, this is a love letter to. Everyone that grew up in the generation that loved the first Top Gun and grew up with it even more would pass on the generation to generation and whatnot. This movie stands on its own. I mean, the action sequence is incredible. It's something that you would never fucking see or you haven't seen ever. I mean, seriously, Tom Cruise is the fucking goat. Just hands down. He is the fucking greatest action hero of our time, of any fucking time. I mean, you guys don't like Tom Cruise. I believe in Tom Cruise. I fucking love every fucking movie he does, except for The Mommy. I didn't want to fucking see that movie. That was, that good. was good. That was good. Sean and <laughs> Look I at that. Oh, yeah, yeah. You guys like that movie. Okay. Yeah. No, actually, no, it was it was enjoyable. I mean, it wasn't the greatest movie of all time, but, I mean, it wasn't like... All the right was, moves, bro. All the I right mean, moves, okay? If I was going to compare that to, if it was, to Mummy Get- 3, like... Give me Tom Cruise Risky Business every fucking day, dude. I'll fucking love it. Risky... Oh, my God, Yes. So I just feel like this, dude, seriously, when people look back and they will see like a certain time that we've been in right here, right now, and they'll see that theaters were like about to be fucking extinct. I believe this movie right here, <laughs> save the theater experience, save or the, the cinema screen of the magic and everything like that. And I just believe that, dude. Uh, I'm going to uh, fucking be uh, um, Brandon's wingman on this shit. 
This is a fucking zero. There's nothing a problem. Look at I even this. had issues with some of the shit, dude. I had some issues with this fucking movie, but it's so fucking good that I want to fucking see it again. And I guarantee you, if I see it again, I'm gonna fucking love it. Eddie's right. I bought this. I bought this 4K Blu-ray. I fucking want to see it crystal, crystal right clear. There. Yes, I love this movie. I haven't bought a new movie like this in a very long time. Own this movie. It's in your collection. It's gonna be on Paramount Plus later in December. Watch it with your family. It's a yep. fucking great movie. You guys will love it. Hashtag agreed. <laughs> well, Jeremiah, uh, <clears throat> that was fantastic. So uh, when you take all those scores, Eddie, and you divide by four, what does that give Top Gun Maverick an average rating of? Oh, yeah. You know, it gives a, a pretty good fucking score. Yeah. It's it's in like Mach 10 level. Zero point one eight seven five. Zero point one eight seven five. That's pretty fucking good. So, uh, Jeremiah, where does that put us on the list of no the films shit. that we've reviewed? No way. shit. No way. Number two no. on our list. Oh. For so what's number, one? Oh, number two. what's number one? Empire what's Strikes Back is number one. Empire Strikes Back is number one. What's number three? Sound of Music? No, Feel the Dreams, uh, Jurassic Park, and yeah. Godfather is number three. So This yeah. is an instant favorite movie. Yeah. This, uh, like This is yes. an instant favorite. I'm watching exactly this all the time. Right. Yeah. Wow. Sean, wow. how's it feel oh, to be? I, no, <laughs> no, it's not. I think this is this is. I, 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 what's really funny is of the four of us, I gave it the worst score. Yeah. So here's my thing, Sean, is that you got to remember that. <laughs> that no, here, here, be serious. We we are also we're not just about film. We're about movies, right? This is not a film. This it's not a Godfather film, but this is just as quality a movie and an experience. And I think that that's really and that's that's you hit the nail on the head. It's 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 about the experience, right? It's about the experience. It's about the way the movie makes you feel. It's the taste it leaves in your mouth. It's the yeah. it's really the the mark it leaves on the industry. There's so it's much the, yeah, more exactly. than, yeah. than cinema just, impact. It's, yeah, what it's I done. Mean, yeah. And if you look at this movie in particular, it, it has proven that you don't need to reinvent the wheel. You can you can build off a story respectfully and do something that is both entertaining and fresh and new and still nostalgic and still respectful. I mean, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. This movie's really cool. So this is one, this is one of the best movies I've seen in a new movie, a brand new movie in the yeah. past, what fucking 10 years, I think at yeah. least I, this I, is the yeah. I, I, cinema. Yeah. It saves cinema it, yeah. it, it, for a lot. Of t- I, I agree with you. Ed, for a lot, for a lot of room, you know, if cinemas around the country would learn to not serve $12 popcorn, I think they do a little better, but that's just my opinion. People stop going to the movies because it's so fucking expensive to get like a Coke, but uh, that's just my opinion. Um, <laughs> Okay, keep going. I, I, I would think the quality of films are being being actually put on the theaters is another. I, I, you know, and I, I agree with you to a point, but when you have to go mm-hmm. and it's a seventy five dollar night for you and your girlfriend or boyfriend, I think that people would rather stay home. But Sean, I remember, rather watch yeah, it at home. Watch but Sean, movie, can you get in? I would be happy to watch this movie. A Coke yeah. icy uh, with whiskey at home. Can you do that for the price? For the price for four movie for four movies, I can go buy my own machine. <laughs> I'm just saying, this is the first movie that's not Marvel or Star Wars related or anything like I that. Agree. Like, this is a fucking movie that stands on its own. And you know what? They yep. need to do more things like this. Jim, and I, and I'm just gonna, let, I'm just gonna let you let you know, it was fucking great to see Jerry Bruckheimer and Dom Simpson's production in this fucking film, beginning of the film. That brings us back to the fucking 90s and the 80s. I fucking love that. It was so nice to see that. Oh, yeah. I'm just gonna let you guys know about that one. And uh, okay, so what do we got coming up in our on our list, Jeremiah? What do we got? What do we got? Movies coming up or shows? What do we got? Well, we have a you know maybe a holiday film that we want to give it to you guys. We might do one more little kind of movie that's going to come out very soon. 
But then season four is going to come around, and guess what? Jeremy, let, let me ask you a question. Jeremy, would you like to have uh, a new podcast from us to listen to every single week next year? I would love that. Well, well I think that maybe we should do that. Sean, what do you think? Well, I think 50... Don't be I, promises. I, I think that's a little aggressive to think that we're going to have 52, 52 episodes next year. Hey, listeners, we have, we have 40 movies on tap. How about that? There okay. you go. Let's just say that. We, we have, have 40, 40 movies on tap. Just say we, we have got a couple three. TV shows on tap shit. as well. No, you know what, Brandon? Brandon, well, hold on. Jeremy, print this. Ready? I agree with you, Brandon. I think 52 episodes in a year would be absolutely fantastic. And we're going to do our best to bring you those 52 episodes every fucking Monday from Jared. here until 2024. Jared, print this. There you go. Sean, shut the fuck up. It's on the press. It's on the news. <laughs> All right. If you enjoyed our review, a fan of the podcast, we ask you please subscribe wherever you're listening and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. You can also find us on Instagram at the dot gentleman podcast. The dot means a lot. You can visit our website, the gentleman podcast.com where we're revving up for season four. Uh, and we'd love to hear from you at hosts with an S H O S T S at the gentleman podcast.com. Thank you so much for listening and cheers. And we will see you. Uh, I think one more time this year, and then we'll move on to season four of our regularly scheduled podcast. And you know, can I say something? I want to. I want to say, just email us and tell us what shows we should do. If you, if, you know, give us some advice of you know, if you want to hear us do a show, a certain show or a certain movie, let us know. Yes. Let us know what you want us to review. Let us know what you want us to talk about. We're all here for you. There's a lot out there. There's so much out there. All right, gentlemen. Cheers, cheers. and we'll see you uh, next next couple weeks. Cheers, guys.